The issue of human suffering, misery, is arguably the deepest, the most vexing subject in the human condition. However, for the Maimon, for the one who believes in Hashem, there's a path forward. He has the tools and the facilities to deal with this issue. Because the notion that there's a loving God who has a big picture loving divine master plan, though we cannot presently comprehend it, means that everything which I am experiencing, miserable as it might be, miserable as it might seem, is in fact part of something beautiful. And though in this lifetime I might not see it, the knowledge that I am not seeing the whole picture, I am not aware of the whole picture, But in fact, there's a larger picture here, which is beautiful, and I will one day become aware of it. That's a game changer. That's a game changer, which allows us to cope with the vicissitudes of life and the real misery which we experience. As I have heard it said, the greatest tragedy of atheism is not the theological mistake that they don't believe in a god, in Hashem, but rather that it leaves them with the conclusion that suffering is meaningless rather than something precious. And in grandiose terms, this is really what Gullus and Geula is all about. The notion that every Gullus, every exile, every leaving of the idyllic conditions, every pit to which we are thrown, is really part of a story of greater Geula, which will become apparent when the Geula happens. This is really the greater story of our Parsha, Parshas Vayeshev. As evident by the way Parshas Vayeshev enters the stage, rolls out its story. Let's read the opening Pasuk as Parashi. Vayeshev Yaakov Bieretz Megureyavav. Yaakov lived in the land of the dwelling places of his father. Unlike the simplistic read, that it is simply a reference to the storyline at this point, Yaakov finally made it back to the land of Yaakov and Avram Tarot Israel and he settled. Rashi reads this Pasuk with an eye to the future. It's the future story. Vayeshev Yaakov, not simply Yaakov the person, but Yaakov the people, the entire Jewish nation settled in Eretz Yisrael. It's discussing the Geula of the Jewish people, certainly after Geula Smitzrayim, Yitzhiah Smitzrayim, when we finally make it to Eretz Yisrael in the days of Yehoshua. And in a deeper sense, when we will finally make it back to Eretz Yisrael the final time with the Geula Hasidah the final redemption. And in that vein, he reads the Pusik which follows Ela told us Yaakov. This is the chronicle. This is the story of Yaakov, of the Jewish people. What it took for us to end up in Eretz Yisrael, for us to ascend to the glorious platform of redemption. Yosef Haya ben Shvasri Shana, Yosef provoked the jealousy of his brothers. They sold him down to Mitzrayim. And from there, the story of Gullus Mitzrayim and subsequent Gullus unfolds. That is what it takes 
for Vayeshev Yaakov. That is what it takes for the Jewish people to end up on their exalted platform of redemption. Gullus. Gullus is actually the stepping stone towards Geula, is somehow refining us to be in a better, more beautiful place of Vayeshev Yaakov. Now, this fascinating read of Rashi, which we might have ascribed to Medrash, Vayeshev Yaakov, not as a reference to Yaakov the person, but Yaakov the nation, and not as a reference to Yaakov presently living in Eretz but rather the nation and their future Geula, we might have relegated to the realm of Drash. But fascinatingly, Rashi argues this is actually the pshat, or an element of pshat, the read of the verse. Parashas Vayeshev is all about the notion of what it takes for Vayeshev Yaakov, for the Jewish people, to end up in an idyllic place of Geula. And what is that? The story of Gullus, with all of its misery, the jealousy which the brothers had towards Yosef, the horror of sibling rivalry, and the issue of Sinaschina, which was behind that Gullus and every Gullus which follows. That is all. All that dirty, sordid stuff is somehow part of the segue towards Geula. And this perspective becomes even more dramatic when we turn to the end of the parsha and its culminating scene. The parsha ends with Yosef framed, framed as a criminal when he is in Mitzrayim by the wife of Potiphar, falsely accused by the wife of Potiphar, and thrown into a dark, grim prison. And finally, when there seems to be a ray of hope, Yosef strikes a relationship with the Saramashkin, the royal butler who's making it out of prison. The royal butler is indebted to Yosef because Yosef interpreted his dreams. So things seem to be turning up. This royal butler is supposed to mention him to Paro and help plead to get Yosef out of there. Well, the parasha ends by Yishkachayu. Yosef was forgotten. Yosef remains in a deep, dark prison. Our parasha ends in the grimace of notes. Not only is Yosef in gold, not only is Yosef in jail, but every flicker of hope has become extinguished. Now, while we know from next week's parasha, things are going to change, things are going to turn next week in parasha's meekings. Parasha's Vayeshev is by design finishing off on the dreariest of notes. What a way to end a parsha. Why end it off with Vayish He forgot him, that last flicker of hope, extinguished in Yosef's dark, dreary prison. Well, I argue, by dividing the parshas this way, it is not some, Chazal are not simply creating a cliffhanger, stay tuned for next week's parsha, But they are actually conceptually framing the parsha for us. They are having us appreciate that the story of Ayesha of Yaakov, the story of Geula, must be linked to the story of Gullus, must be connected to the story of misery in all of its multifaceted troubles. Don't allow the Parsha to distract us with moving beyond these horrible memories to the visions of Geul and Parshas Miketz when Yosef will begin to experience rags to riches and ascent to greatness. Don't allow yourself to erase the unpleasant memories and move to the positive memories so quickly. Hone in on the most unpleasant memories, which is the totality of the Parsha, 
and, ha and have all of them subsumed within the redemptive vision of Vayeshev Yaakov. Appreciate that it is the story of misery, which is as much a part of the beautiful picture of ultimate Geula, of ultimate revelation of divine love, which is Vayeshev Yaakov Biaritz Mugureyav of the final redemption. See that it is misery, no less than success, that is distress, no less than deliverance, suffering, no less than salvation, which is part of the greater picture of Gula, enabling greater Gula, Vayeshev Yaakov Biaritz Migreyav. The parashal wants us to embrace this, to embrace this redemptive perspective of Gullus within the greater master plan of Gaula. And hence it orients itself. Vayeshev Yaakov Yaakov You know how we end up in idyllic conditions? Well, read the story of our parasha. Entirely a story of dark, abyss, grief. Ending with the climactic grief of all griefs. Extinguishing of hopes after extinguishing of hopes and dash dreams. See all of that, not only in the Parsha, but in your own life. When you are in that deepest pit, that deepest abyss, everything is going wrong. And the crescendo of the story, which seems to be the end, seems to be so grim. It is then that you need to appreciate. This is all a story of Ayeshev Yaakov. This is all part of something beautiful. Hopefully I will see it in my lifetime as Yosef does in the next Parsha. And as ultimately a Jewish people experience when they enter the land, then on a greater stage, a Jewish people and a humanity will see what the Gulas see. The hopefully we'll see it Bekarov. But even if, God forbid, we do not see it in our lifetimes, there cannot be a greater gift than this appreciation, than this faith in the redemptive master plan of Geula of Yaakov, in which all Ra really is part of something meaningful, embraceable, and ultimately beautiful.